if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome to the first round preview uh, podcast of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which are about to get set, ready to go tomorrow. We're going to cover a lot of the first round, kind of look back at the regular season and uh, discuss our first round predictions. Of course, uh, Matthew Zader joining me as he usually does for the NHL podcast here on ACSW. You can follow him at Matthew Zader SC on Twitter, head of prospects in the NHL draft and covers the Canucks for the hockeywriters.com. And of course, co-host the Canucks Pucks podcast. Matthew, how you doing? I'm doing good. All right, let's do this. So we're going to start kind of wrap up the regular season. It was, of course, a shortened season, 56 games. Uh, I would say full expectation is that next year will be back to normal in terms of how many people will have uh, in the stands. I think there's going to be a lot more everywhere. Hopefully the border is open by then and you'll have, um, you know, normal season, 82 games, have Seattle in the league. Obviously we'll touch on that a little bit in this, uh, in this show, but let's start here with the most surprising team and the most surprising player. Who do you have uh, for those two? Well, my surprising team is the Florida Panthers this year. I mean, it's pretty amazing what they've done uh, battling right to the end with, uh, with Tampa Bay there. And yeah, Florida has been, I'd say the biggest surprise for me uh, was just how much uh, it kind of bounced back and made to be one of the better teams in the league now. And uh, my most surprising player is Jeff Petrie from the Montreal Canadiens. How many points he put up. Uh, he's not normally known as a really high offensive defenseman, but uh, putting to get over 40 points this year, in a in a shortened season, it's pretty amazing of how much he could have done if it was an 82 game season. He had over 40 points in a shortened 56 game season. So, yeah, the Jeff Petrie and the Florida Panthers for me. Those are two good picks. I went with Minnesota. Um, I did have them making it to the postseason uh, as the number four team out of the West before the season started. But I think how good they were was surprising because, like, they mm-hmm. were much higher in the standings for most of the season than St. Louis was. So that surprised me a lot uh, how good they were. Obviously we all know Kaprizov really changed everything there. We knew he would be good. We didn't know he'd be this good. Um, And then surprising player. It's not that I'm, that he's not a great player because we all know he is, but the fact that Austin Matthews scored 41 goals in 51 Mm -hmm. games, even strength or power play goals, no empty netters, that kind of thing. Just really surprising that he did that damage. And you could say McDavid, I think a lot of us were like, could he score a hundred points in 56 games? Yes. Will he? It's very hard. He did it in 52 or three or whatever it was. So that's absurd. But uh, Matthews just an unreal season for him and who knows how the playoffs are going to go. But Austin Matthews was a very dominant goal scorer this year. Let's go to disappointing team and player. Who you got there? Uh, Dallas Stars, uh, disappointing team. I mean, they made it to the Stanley Cup final last year and not making the playoffs this year. And it's pretty crazy on seeing that uh, much of a drop off after making it all the way, almost winning the cup. Uh, I'd say they're, they were pretty disappointed. They lost a few veterans that were key in the playoffs last year, like Corey Perry. Um, I think he was bigger than they thought um, he was for their team. And now he's in the playoffs again and, and Dallas Stars aren't. So, 
I think, yeah, they were the most disappointing for me. And, uh, you know, as much as Taylor Hall has been, you know, kind of rejuvenated back, you know, going to Boston now, I, I was very disappointed of how much production he did, even for, you know, the mess that the Buffalo Sabres are. Um, I still think he should have been more of a dominant player there, especially of how, how good of a player he is. Uh, I was very disappointed with seeing how he played this year. Yeah, uh, I also went with Dallas for disappointing team. I mean, I agree with everything you said about them. I know they had some injury issues early, look at Bishop and Sagan. But uh, the big thing for me in terms of how many different teams you could have picked for this, I mean, you got um, a team like Carolina, excuse me, Columbus uh, could have been on that list. Adding line A, I know they uh, they traded Dubois to get him, but they were disappointing. I think uh, Philadelphia was very disappointing. Um, I think the Rangers, I think a lot of people expected them to try to make that jump. Fair or not fair, some might say Vancouver. I mean, I don't know how fair that is, how fair that isn't. But um, for for disappointing player, I did go with Miro Haskinen. I just think that he didn't take that next step into what we've seen from what Quinn Hughes did last year or what Kale McCarr has done. Kale McCarr, I think he was a point-per-game guy this year. I think he had 44 points in 44 games or whatever. So um, I I thought Haskinen would always take that next step. He really did. Adam Fox did too. So um, I thought he would, but he didn't. So I'll go with Dallas and I'll go with a defender for them, which is Haskinen. Um, Let's look back at our preseason predictions. And I'm going to start here with mine Um, in the North Division. I did have – uh, three of the four playoff teams correct. I had Toronto winning. I had Edmonton second, so I got those. I had Vancouver in there with Montreal, so um, Vancouver doesn't make it. Winnipeg does. I had Winnipeg finishing sixth out of seven, so I wasn't too high on them, but clearly they proved me wrong, so I went three for four in the North. How would you do in the North? Well, the North, I had the Canucks uh, making it. Uh, just, the, I mean, the, all the stuff that kind of went for them, uh, if they were healthy, they may have made it, but uh, yeah, I was, was wrong there. I had Toronto uh, winning the division and that happened. Uh, I had Edmonton missing, uh, but they made it. Uh, so, I mean, it, I was, I was pretty good. I, I'd say, you know, half 50% is, is better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I would say so. I mean, you know, it's tough, especially in a shortened season like this, you don't know who's going to come out the gate strong. You look at a team like Montreal barely made it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were really hot start season. I mean, I had a tweet in the beginning of the season talking about how um, how great I thought Montreal was playing. I called them, I believe I called them a wagon, and then they completely fell apart after that tweet. So um, <laughs> another surprising player we could have had was Tyler Toffoli scoring 28 goals. Well, I mean, nine of them were against the Canucks, but. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you, people want to do damage against a team that apparently didn't offer him a contract, and he left, obviously, after the trade deadline. But it's a tough one. Yeah, um, that's one, yeah. Yeah, I, for, the, for the West, I nailed it, except for I had St. Louis second, they finished fourth. I had Vegas third, they finished second. Minnesota fourth, they finished third. Then I had Colorado number one. So I nailed those four yeah. teams. How'd you do in the West? Yeah, I, I did too. I mean, uh, I didn't, all the teams that missed were ones I thought we were going to miss. And uh, I had Colorado winning the division. And uh, I mean, there's no real doubt with them how good they are. And I, uh, you know, I, I that's pretty good. I mean, I didn't really think any of the teams that missed were going to make it. So I think that was a pretty easy one. I agree. And the thing at the beginning of the season, I remember when we did the preview podcast, I think we said something like Minnesota's better than the other four teams outside of them, but it turned out that St. Louis was better than the other yeah. four teams. So it was always going to be a situation <laughs> is who is the best out of the bottom feeders of the division, which I think it's fair to say the Blues had a disappointing season overall. If you look at the actual roster, I mean, they had a lot of injuries, yeah. but they still made it 
mainly due to the fact that Arizona, San Jose, Los Angeles, and Anaheim weren't good. So yeah. uh, that definitely wrapped out that way. In the Central, I had Tampa Bay winning it. They finished, I believe, third. Um, I had Dallas third, second. Yeah. Nashville third, uh, Nashville finished fourth, Dallas didn't make it, Carolina fourth, Carolina finished first. So I had Florida sixth in this division behind Columbus. So uh, I did go three for four there missing Florida. How'd you do in the central? Well, I missed Florida because I didn't think that they were going to be that good. I didn't think they were making the playoffs. Uh, Nashville wasn't in there. And, you know, with Dallas, I thought Dallas was going to make especially making it to the finals. I thought, oh, they're going to be able to go in there. And Columbus really dropped off, which I thought they were going to make a big, big push. And you know how high I was in the playoffs for them. I was making, getting them all the way. And uh, yeah, they kind of disappointed me there. So uh, two out of four again, 50%, not bad, but not good. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is the, the East is where I go 50%. I had the Flyers winning it, which not even close. I mean, they just had a horrendous season that clearly um, their defensive unit and their goaltending and just everything went wrong for them so they didn't make it uh, i had washington second i had uh, pittsburgh third pittsburgh finished first and i had the rangers in i didn't have the bruins and i kind of thought the bruins would take a bit of a step back which i think they did in terms of the fact yeah. that they won the president's trophy last year and then this year they uh, finished what third in the division so um i did think they'd take a bit of a step back so i went two four in the east how'd you fare uh, it's similar. And I mean, again, the same thing with, with St. Philly and, uh, I thought Philly was going to make it, uh, you know, the Rangers and the Islanders, I was between the two. Uh, I thought the Islanders were going to be a bit higher in the division, uh, but, uh, you know, they made it, I'd say I was three for four on that one. So, Hey, yeah, it was a pretty good one. I think, I think I kind of, especially with Philadelphia and the Rangers, I thought they were going to make a bigger push and not, be so far out of the playoffs that they weren't even close so i'm looking at my conference finals reseeded from the preseason prediction i had toronto and washington and then colorado and tampa bay so i guess that could happen um we'll see what happens i mean two of those teams are the one seeds in their in their division so we'll see and then i had colorado beating toronto in the Stanley Cup final, which if that happened, that'll be a really fun series. Of course, I'd prefer Colorado not beat St. Louis in the first round. Yeah. But I expect <laughs> it to happen. So um, who was your cup final prediction in the preseason? Well, I know I had Colorado winning the cup. I can't remember who they were against. Um, i trying to look at my stuff and I can't find it, which I mean, I, I know Colorado, I had them winning it. So uh, that could definitely happen. So I'm also looking at my award picks real quick, and I'll just run down these, then we'll move on to a couple things on the Seattle Kraken. I had McKinnon winning the heart. That won't happen. I had him winning the Art Ross. That won't happen. It's obviously going to be McDavid for both. I had Petrangelo winning the Norris because I said this was finally the year that he was going to break through and do it. I know he had a couple injuries here and there, and I know he uh, was on the COVID list for a little bit um, in Vegas. He still had a good season overall, but that won't happen. I don't even know who's going to win the Norris at this point. Um, the Calder, I had Lafreniere. Um, I figured yeah. that – I went with Kako and Lafreniere back-to-back years with the Rangers, and they both had, I don't know if I'd, I'd say disappointing, but kind of disappointing seasons in their rookie years. I mean, Kako, I thought, was the guy that would step in and just dominate because he had that size. He had that playing against men, obviously, uh, being from Finland and stuff and the, the different tournaments and stuff that he played in. But um, Vesna and Carter Hart, I mean, that was not even close. So, uh, that's that uh Richard I did have Austin Matthews so I got that one Selkie had Anthony Sorelli I mean I was of the belief I was on the train that he was gonna you know really take that next step into being one of the elite you know the Bergeron Couturier O'Reilly 
Kopitar range, which he, I guess he hasn't, maybe by the metrics he has, but then I had Claude Julian uh, winning the Jack Adams, which he could have if they kept playing well, and then he got fired. So that <laughs> yeah. kind of happened there. So uh, there you go. All right, let's talk Seattle for a minute here. Um, they signed their first player whose name I already forgot. Um, so congrats to him. I don't know if he'll ever actually play for them. I, I know whoever Vegas got, who I don't even remember the name of, uh, didn't play for them, I don't believe. So there you go. Uh, we'll see how that goes down. But uh, do you have a couple of like diff- just different players or surprising players that you would be not surprised if they were exposed, but some people might be surprised and then Seattle takes them. You have any of those like kind of like fringe, really good players that Seattle could end up with? Well, I'm, I saw this earlier. I mean, I think, you know, Tampa Bay, they're going to be having to expose some really good players. And I think Tyler Johnson is a guy that uh, they could definitely have to expose and, and he's a great player and to have a guy come in and, you know, he could potentially be a top line center for them. And, and he's done some good production in the past. So, and they could definitely be, you know, in the past, they've been saying that Tyler Johnson is going to be traded. He's been put on waivers at times. And I think they, that could be a guy. And another guy I have too is, you know, from the Nashville Predators, they got some guys like Ryan Johansson, Matt Duchesne, uh, guys like that, that could be exposed. And they're very solid first, second line players, even though they've been kind of disappointing in Nashville of how much production that they probably should have been expected to do for them, but they're still solid players for an expansion team to get uh, right away would be uh, pretty big. Yeah. I'm looking at like Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to lose a good player Um, Mm. by reading what Minnesota wild fans think uh, Matt Dumba could be exposed. Oh yeah. Horrible defensively overall from what I've seen, at least, I mean, I do watch, I don't watch that many Minnesota wild games. I like watching, you know, obviously I watch the blues every game, but when the blues are playing Minnesota, which the blues went six and two against them this year, one of the only good teams they play well against, but um, Dumba always had a couple of really brutal mistakes defensively so I think they'd like to see him go but looking at some of these lists I think some people think it could be like an Erickson Eck which I think would just be a brutal loss um, a big forward like that uh, that could happen but I think in terms of my team the Blues I I expect a, a guy like Vince Dunn to probably be taken and he'd be a really good young defender I mean he's what yeah. 25 puck mover tough has pedigree of playing well in the playoffs he was a difference maker for them in 2019 so um other than that, I mean, they're going to end up with a decent team. Maybe a middle stat from Buffalo ends up there. A young forward like him maybe yeah. could end up there. You look at uh, Ricard Raquel could be a guy that ends up there from Anaheim. Um, other than that, I don't know how their team's going to look. Maybe Hayden Fleury uh, could be a guy from from Anaheim that ends up there. But um, we'll see how that goes. They're going to end up with a pretty good team either way. Though When you're paying half a billion dollars, I mean, Vegas <laughs> proved it. You're going to get – you know, a pretty good setup. So, and I think a lot of people around the league don't like that fans of other teams. I mean, I don't really, I don't really care either way, but um, I mean, if you, it is fair, if you're paying that much money, you look at the expansion fee that San Jose paid compared to what Vegas and Seattle paid, it's a huge difference. And obviously it's the NHL is a lot bigger now. So um, in terms of the coaching search for Seattle, they're going to have to pick from, a, a pretty lot. good group of <laughs> proven guys. I mean, you look at Gerard Gallant, yeah. who ends up, he could be with the Rangers. We'll see. Tortorella's out there. Tockett's out there. Um, a lot of guys out there. Who do you think they could end up with? 
Well, there's another guy that uh, it's been talked that, you know, kind of hit a standstill is Travis Green uh, for my team, the Canucks here. And he could definitely be, there's been talk about uh, Seattle kind of looking at him. If he does hit the open market, uh, he'd be a great team, great guy to start with a team like that. And, you know, for me, I'm on the fence with Green. I don't know how he's been kind of up and down in Vancouver of how, if I want him to stay, if I don't want him to stay, uh, but yeah, they're, they're going to have, uh, I think ultimately they're going to go with a younger coach to me. I don't know if they're going to go with a real veteran guy, but I, I'm still leaning towards Gerard Gallant right now. I mean, he's still that, that guy that's been through it. Uh, I think they'd be kind of shooting themselves in the foot going with not him. And if he's still out there and they don't uh, get him, I think, you know, that he's probably the perfect choice. He knows what, uh, how to make an expansion team work right at the beginning, uh, bringing guys together. But yeah, they're going to have a, a lot of choices and a lot of solid coaches out there. And uh, I don't know which way uh, Ron Francis is going on what he wants uh, in a coach, but uh, we'll, I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah, they're going to have the opportunity to pick a very good coach. And kind of what I want to see is Gallant to Seattle and then Tortorella back to the Rangers. Uh, that would be, they could use a, a coach like that again when they had him. Um, obviously, they need to take it in a different direction if you're the Rangers with with David Quinn. It just, it didn't work. I think he was a good, solid coach for the younger skill players coming up. But you need a little bit more than that to win in, in this league still. And I think that they realized that with that move. So we'll find out. Um, also, let me just ask you this before we get into the playoffs. Do you think Eichel's traded this summer? I'm going to say yes. I mean, I agree. He's, I'm sure he's fed up with the situation there. He's not getting any younger. Uh, you know, he's hitting his prime. He's going to be hitting his prime here. Is he going to want to do it with a team that's kind of a mess? I think he he's going to be out of there. Do you have any teams you think? And I'm kind of, I've always kind of felt the Rangers would be the team that, that gets him. I, I'm always looking to the LA Kings. I mean, yeah, that's a good one. You know, the, the Kings have been, they were actually a real surprising team this, this year, even though they did finish way out of the playoffs. They actually went on a pretty good run there. I thought they were actually going to make a run at the playoffs early on because they were actually having a pretty solid season up to a point. So they're a young up and coming team and that has a lot of solid prospects and a lot of good, a lot of great prospects, I think, yeah. I think Buffalo, uh, would do a deal with them, and Eichel would be happy to go there, being a big star in LA. Right? I mean, I think that either of those—you go to New York or LA—I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. We'll find out. But let's talk about the first round now. Uh, we'll start in the North Division, break it down a little bit. Toronto, Montreal. In terms of this series, I think I just don't think Montreal has has enough. I mean, you're going to have Carey Price coming back off of a, a concussion. I'm assuming he's going to play. But um, it's just, I think Toronto's better. I think this is finally the year where they make a bit of a run because honestly, quite frankly, it's, it's easier for them. They're not going to be running into Boston like they always do and losing <laughs> seven games. So I, I like Toronto to win the series. And honestly, if it went more than five, I would be a little bit surprised. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you with that. Uh, as much as I hate to say it with the Maple Leafs and, yeah. you know, they're a great team. I the way they play, they're really a lot better defensively now. And like I said, with TJ Brody and everyone kind of disagreed with me and saying, Oh, TJ Brody's not that good of a defender. He's not going to make that big of a difference. I think he made a huge difference in that team. Um, the way he's, he's a very great two-way defenseman. He's not flashy. He just does his job. And 
I think that's what the Maple Leafs needed on defense to kind of solidify it and make it a bit better. I think they are. They're a better team. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are just the dynamic duo. Uh, and they got a lot of good, great depth. And you see, look at Joe Thornton and Jason Spezza, what they do on that fourth line. And they're going to even be better in the playoffs. They know what it takes. Uh, they haven't won a cup, but they're they're hungry. So I think they're going the right direction. And I think, yeah, I, I don't know about going in five. I think Montreal's going to put up a little bit of a fight. I'm going Maple Leafs in six with that. But I think the Leafs are definitely the better team. All right, the other series, Edmonton-Winnipeg. And I think this is uh, it's going to be interesting. I really wouldn't be that surprised if Winnipeg won. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just I, I think McDavid and Dreisaitl, I think they're sick of losing in the postseason. Last year was embarrassing losing to Chicago in the qualifying round. Um, I think this is going to be a seven-game series, six or seven yeah. games. I think Edmonton wins. Yeah, I'm the same. I think Oilers in seven. Um, McDavid is just – he's just too good. Uh, the way he plays is ridiculous. And I think, you know, you know Dreisaitl and McDavid are their offense still. I still don't think they have enough depth to go really far. Yeah. But uh, you know, you look at Tyson Berry, he's not the best defender, but he's he sure put up a lot of points this year too. And that's again a product of McDavid. But I think Oilers in seven. I think Jets are gonna again put up a fight because they have some depth and some talent too. If Hellebuck can get on a roll, you never know, right? So I think yeah. the goaltending is still gonna be an issue for the Oilers. I mean Mike Smith's played a really good season since he came back there, but uh I don't know if the Oilers get good goaltending. I think this goes sooner than seven, but uh, I think they're going to edge it out uh, overall. Yeah. I think the Oilers are the team that can win with, without good goaltending. Like their goaltending can be bad. They could probably still win the game, Um, but we'll see. Uh, Let's go to the central. This should be interesting in terms of the in-state series with the lightning and the Panthers, but let's start Carolina Nashville. Honestly, I think Nashville is going to surprise some people. Um, I don't think they'll win the series, but once again, I think this one goes a little bit deeper than expected. I think Carolina wins it. Um, I think Nadelkovich has been so good this season for them. It doesn't matter who you throw in net for Carolina. They're good because their defensive core is really good. They hope to have obviously Slavin back for the playoffs. And you look at the top line. It's just, I mean, they have a ton of talent and they have a perfect mix in terms of uh, balancing guys that have been there and done that or been there and have playoff success, which they have themselves, most of them, and they have a really good defensive system and it's worked. And I think Carolina's the type of team that's going to make a bit of a run here. I think this series will go pretty deep, though. What do you think? I'm on the opposite. I think the Canes are going in four. I think they're sweeping this series. I I think they're a way better team than the Predators. Uh, you said they're, they have a mix of everything. Great goaltending, great defensive core. Uh, a lot of talent there. Look at what Jordan Stahl has done for that team this year. Uh, I think he's taken the team on their back and his back, and I think he can take them a long way. And the way the talent that's spread out, I may be a little high on them. I think the Canes are going and are uh, taking that in four. I think it's all about if UC Soros continues to play the way he's been playing. I think that's the only way Nashville yeah. can be able to hold up. That's true, yeah. They haven't had enough production from their forwards overall, I think, um, as you mentioned earlier with uh, Johansson and those guys. But Lightning Panthers in-state, already seen some uh, grittiness or, uh, you know, just a little bit of fun in the last couple games they had together, some uh, 
some hits being thrown, <laughs> fights being, uh, you know, done, Maroon getting suspended for whatever that was uh, on Montour. But uh, this is going to be a really good series. And I'm not of the belief that Tampa Bay is just going to wake up with Stamkos and Kucherov and just destroy Florida. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Um, I think Tampa is going to win the series, but I think it's going to be really close and it's going to be probably has the potential to be the best series to watch in the first round. Um, but I, I, I'm not like everybody. I don't think that Stamkos and Kudrov can just be thrown in the lineup and then the lightning do whatever they want. They're a better team with, with those guys in there, obviously, but I think it's gonna be a close series. I think Tampa edges them out though. What do you think? Yeah, this is gonna be fun. I think this will be the, probably the fun, most exciting series that's in the first round here because of that, uh, especially with what happened the last few games there, uh, it's going to be very chippy. It looks like too. And uh, I think the Panthers are going to edge this out. I think, um, you know, they were a surprising team. Uh, they've been very good, a very good team at home. I mean, they only had five losses at home, although Tampa had seven. So it's not like there's a huge difference there, but uh, yeah, I think the Panthers are going to edge this one out in seven. And uh, like you said, I, I don't think Stamkos and Kucherov, especially Kucherov, you really think he's going to jump in the lineup and all of a sudden be a superstar again. It's going to take him a bit to get going. Uh, and it may be too late before he does. Yeah, that should be a re- really interesting series and in how that goes. Um, they could be another – if they lose in this series, they'll be the third, maybe even – I don't even remember. Uh, I think it's – I don't know if it's third or fourth. I don't think it, – I think it's third – cup champ defending cup champ losing the first round because washington lost to uh carolina in 19 st louis lost to vancouver last year and then we'll see what tampa does i think pittsburgh made it further in the third or the first round in 2018 but um let's go to the west colorado st louis and i think a lot of people have this a lot more lopsided than i would i think this is a way better matchup for the blues than vegas would have been i think when vegas and st louis played vegas looked like they were playing a different sport um, they had 51 shots and 46 shots in the two games they lost to the Blues. So it took Bennington to stand on his head. He made 50 saves in one of those games to get that win. But I think the big thing for the Blues in this series is they have a chance. And I wouldn't doubt them. I mean, they have a lot of players on this team. And I, you know, I may sound biased saying this, but they have a lot of players on this team that have been there and they've done that. And Bennington, if he gets hot, I don't know what they're capable of. I think the big key for them is keeping Colorado off of the power play. If they can do that, they have a chance. Um, At the end of the day, though, I think Colorado is just a bit too good. And I think Colorado probably wins this in six, maybe seven. Um, But I wouldn't put it past the Blues to pull off a big upset. I don't know. I I just think it's going to be all about keeping them off the power play. And the Blues have to play better defensively. And uh, we'll see if they can. What do you think? Yeah, I think the same thing. I mean, everyone's kind of probably saying abs in five, abs in four maybe. But – I, I'm the same. I think I think Avs in six, um, but the Blues are going to definitely put up a fight because, like you said, they've been there. They have experience. They they put everything that they had into you know the, thinking that the Canucks are going to take them out pretty easy, but the Blues kind of put up a fight there. And yeah, they're very experienced. They got some veterans on the team that they know to settle down. Bennington can definitely get on a roll and. You never know what can happen when that happens in the playoffs when a goaltender gets hot. I agree. And I, I do think a lot of people are going a little bit too far in terms of the lopsidedness of this series because I think I saw Money Puck had the abs like an 85% chance to win, which I think, I think you know, 75 be a little more respectable. I mean, this team yeah. did win a cup two years ago and they're still good and they played the abs pretty well, especially the last few games they played against the abs in the season. One of them they just dominated, the other one they had a comeback and O'Reilly hat trick. And 
we'll see. Uh, Minnesota Vegas. This is another. Both of these series are kind of like. Well, Minnesota has a better chance to be Vegas than they would Colorado, and St. Louis has a better chance to be Colorado than they would Vegas. So, will St. Louis Minnesota pull it off when the matchups are? favorable for them i don't think either of them will i think vegas will win this series because i think vegas is extremely loaded i think vegas on paper i would put them up against anybody in the league right now because you just look at the goaltending it's ridiculous how good their goaltending has been and um just they have so many players and i know people don't like the whole you know only playing 15 guys that one game and the whole cap situation and the manipulating or whatever you want to call it i do think the league should step in and take a deep look um, but that's besides the point in this series. I think Vegas is better. I think Vegas wins, but I think Minnesota is going to surprise some people. I think this will be a seven, six, seven, maybe five. If, it, if Minnesota looks like they did against the blues last night. Um, but I think Vegas wins this series. Yeah, I, I think Vegas wins it. Um, it's going to go to six or seven as well. I, you know, the wild they've, they made a pretty good run this season, 75 points and, you know, they're not that far behind Vegas uh, in points. And I think, I think the wild are going to put up a fight, especially if, you know, Kaprizov can, can, can get going in the playoffs is what he's done in the regular season and they get good goaltending. You never know. They're another team or, you know, like the blues can surprise some people. They've got some good guys. They've got some good depth and a uh, good system. So I, I think, uh, but golden Knights, I think in six, um, but the Wild are definitely going to put uh, put some doubt in their minds at some point. All right, the East is where things get interesting. You got some real cup pre- pedigree, some real veteran guys, some stars in this one. Um, Boston, Washington, we'll start there real quick. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty good series, but I think the Bruins will win. The Bruins have been playing better than almost anybody in the last month of the season. The Taylor acquisition has worked really well. I do worry about their defensive unit, uh, but I think Rask is good enough behind them to where Boston will win this series. And if they do, it would be another disappointing uh, finish for Washington. That'd be three straight first round exits. Uh, They lost to the Hurricanes in 19 and the, uh, who am I, the Islanders last year. So I think Boston wins this series. I'll say five, six or seven. I wouldn't be, I I think most likely seven. I'll take the Bruins. What do you got? Yeah, I'm Bruins in seven. Uh, I think it's going to be a hard fought series because they are two very veteran. They got some veteran players and Char is going on the other side this time. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch that uh, over a seven game series. And uh, Ovechkin if, again can get hot with scoring and he wasn't on fire with scoring this year, but he can definitely get going. And again, experience. They both have, have players that have won the cup. Uh, this could go, uh, this will be a very long, hard fought series. I'm, I'm going to say. So I'm going to call my shot on this game. I, this series, I think Pittsburgh is going to sweep the Islanders. I really do. I don't know. I think it's, you swept us in 2019. We're completely different and better. We're going to sweep you this time. I don't know what it is. I got a feeling the Penguins are going to make a run and I'm going to call my shot and say the Penguins will sweep, sweep the Islanders. What do you think? I'm close. I say Penguins in five. Uh, Islanders are still going to, I think, going to win one of those um, just because, they, you know, the way they played last year in the playoffs, I don't know if they're the same team. Um, they can still shut it down. They can still be that stifling defensive team that uh, can frustrate you. But I think the Penguins are just a better team. They got some good – they got depth. They, You know, they still have Crosby and Malkin. Uh, and the goaltending can be, you know, again, 
it has to be, it'll come down to goaltending, I think, too, in this series of who has the better goalie. But I think uh, the Penguins are going to be just too much for the Islanders uh, overall. But um, I think the Islanders are still going to win a game. Yeah, that should be interesting to see if Jari can kind of get himself going and kind of be like Matt Murray was. Um, just not playing in the playoffs too much and then going into it. We'll see. Um, all right, let's finish this off with the pre-playoff starting Stanley Cup final matchup and your pick. Who you got? I've got Canes and Avs in the Stanley Cup final. I, uh, I'm i really high on the, on, the, on the Hurricanes this year, and I think uh, the Hurricanes are winning that and winning the Cup in seven uh, in that series that, I just really have this feeling that uh, the Hurricanes are just a team of destiny this year, uh, the way they're playing. And uh, they have a bunch of goalies that can just come into the lineup. And they got three guys that can come in. That, you know, one guy's not going. You throw him in, and it seems like it's fine. So I think it's going to be a hard-fought series, but I think the Canes are winning the Cup in seven there. I like that pick. Um, I'm going with the Avs playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think it's going to be Crosby and McKinnon. And I think uh, Sidney Crosby is going to match Wayne Gretzky and get number four. Like I said, I think the Penguins are going to make a run. I think it's another one of the years where people are thinking, you know, the Penguins probably aren't going to win anything. They they might get past the Islanders, but they won't beat Boston or Washington. I disagree. I think the Penguins got one more left in them. I think Evgeny Malkin is playing in either his last or second to last series or uh, playoff runs as a Penguin. And I think Crosby cements himself number four, cup number four. And uh, I don't know. I think they win that in seven. You got the Nova Scotia duo playing against each other, Crosby, McKinnon. It's going to be – it will be a really good series. And I think the Penguins are going to win. We'll see how that goes. And then I think next week or next couple weeks after the first round, we'll do another one of these, talk about the first round, then we'll predict the second round and all that stuff. Uh, Matthew, thanks for joining me. You can follow him at Matthew Zader SC on Twitter, head of prospects – and the NHL Draft, plus Canucks lead writer at the Hockey Riders and co-host of the Canucks Pucks podcast. Matthew, thank you for joining me, and uh, we'll talk in a couple weeks. Yeah, it should be fun uh, to have some playoff hockey, and uh, it's going to be some exciting stuff to, to come. Absolutely. All right, we'll catch up in a couple of weeks. Thank you for joining me.